Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh my, look at those dudes over there. It's so true that all men are the same. All it takes is seeing some pretty girls and their eyes immediately light up. I was about to ignore these jerks, but then this couple walked in holding hands. Instantly, the jerks started making a fuss. Ew, look! That's gross! Then they pretended to retch. Jeez, these idiots needed to keep their outdated views to themselves. Well done, guys. You've just booked yourself the 99th place on the playbook. <laughs> Let me show you my playbook. In here, you'll find all types of men. From nerds, hot boys jocks, and successful businessmen, but they all have one thing in common. They are all bad. Hi, I'm Monica, and I'm a playgirl who is trained to take revenge on men. Since I was little, I was taught that all men are bad, and it's my duty as a woman to teach them a lesson, especially homophobes and womanizers. Now all that's missing is the 100th prey? Then done! Hey sis, family meeting now! Oops. Duty called. Mom's going to reveal our final mission. Now, where are my books and pens? <laughs> yeah, those two are my colleagues and also my competitors. There's Cindy, my impulsive little sister, and next to her is Grace, my older, super smart, and slightly more mature sister. As for me, I'm something in between. Not as childish as Cindy, but not as calm and collected as Grace. Oh, here's Mom. Okay. Let's get to the point. So this is it. The last goal. And it's the biggest one yet. So, this time you're not working together, but on your own. This target won't be easy, but you all have your own charms and I have every faith in you all. And the time starts... Now! Hmm, Dennis Groff. Dennis Groff. Let's see. Oh, he's quite handsome. The son of a CEO and super rich. Hmm, it figures he's a lady killer, duh. But why did mom assign him to us? I mean, she usually just lets us set our own goals. Also, why do we have to compete against each other? 
Maybe it was because it was the 100th target, so she was making it extra challenging? We all love mom and want to please her. I mean, who doesn't want to be the last one to complete the family playbook, right? I stayed up all night making a plan of action. Hmm, from my social media stalking, I found out that Dennis's friend was having birthday celebrations at a bar in town tomorrow night. So, the next evening, I put on the sexiest red dress that I've bought for this specific occasion and walked confidently into the bar. All eyes were on me, except Dennis's. Excuse me? Was he going to the bar for free Wi-Fi or what? Seeing that, I took a glass of wine and gently approached him. But suddenly, a strange guy came out of nowhere and pulled my hand back. Honey, where are you going? Have a drink with me? Get out of the way. I'm busy. I was about to turn my attention back to my prey when, oops, the strange guy tripped me up, causing me to stumble onto the ground. This was so embarrassing. I guess I just have to call it a night. (sighs) But suddenly, an arm appeared in front of me. I looked up and, hey, it was Dennis? I was a bit surprised, but quickly regained my confidence and let him help me up. After that, he offered to buy me a drink, and then we ended up chatting into the early hours. And Jackpot! Turned out he's as big of a golf lover as I was, so I persuaded him to join a golf club with me. Ain't that a smart move? A week later, and it was progress report day. One by one, we told Mom what we'd done so far. Cindy tried hard to approach Dennis by coming to the billiard hall that he frequented, and being the typical impulsive kid that she is, She bombarded Dennis with messages on social networks. She seems to be quite optimistic, though, as Dennis responded to her quite friendly, and the two kind of vibed when it came to Billards. As for Grace, she applied for the position of assistant manager at Dennis's company. I know. Man, my sister is a genius. She even said that she already felt some chemistry going on, as he wouldn't take his eyes off of her. Mom seemed impressed with the progress we'd made so far. Everyone's attained certain achievements, but sure thing, I was still in the lead. I felt it. I don't know if I'm being delusional, but Dennis and I were getting so close, and he had also shown some gestures of concern for me. Hmm. Anyway, it appears that I'll have to work even harder than I first thought to win this one. Yeah, I did used to wonder if what mom always said about men was 100% true, and why my sisters and I had to do all this. Until one day, back when I was 16, that day, I was going into my mom's room to borrow some jewelry for catfishing when I found an open notebook on the ground. Curious, I picked it up and discovered it was mom's diary. And it was in a tragic story. She once fell deeply in love with a man, but then ran into him with someone else. Worse, she didn't even have a chance to confront him. Instead, she got his message right away. I knew the truth already. You're not a real woman. We're over. Not a real woman was what that Nick called my mom. Ridiculous. Just because my mom is a transgender? She did not go through all this pain and heartache to be disrespected like that. My mom's life was tragic, like a movie. Curiously, I flipped through it all from the beginning, and my heart felt like it's actually breaking, finding out what mom had been through. Turned out, she and Nick were part of a group of three back in high school, alongside Maureen. Nick and Maureen were a couple, so my mom, as Jack at that time, 
had to keep her love from Nick a secret and poured it all into this diary. Unfortunately, Maureen found out her secret and exposed it to the whole school, which made everyone make fun of my mom and she had to leave in shame. After so many years, she was still not able to forget Nick, so she decided to do the trans surgery to return to find him and fight for her love. They had some happy months together, but on that one disastrous day, she found out that he cheated on her, and it was with none other than Maureen. Harsh! How can people be so cruel to each other like that? Mom was a good person, and thanks to her, orphans like Cindy, Grace, and I could have a home. I owed so much to her, which is why I was desperate to succeed at her last mission and to make her happy. Back to the mission. Everything was going great between me and Dennis. He took me to the golf club and out for dinner. For a rich businessman type, I had to admit that he wasn't all stern and serious. Actually, he was a lot of fun to be around. Then, when he dropped me off after a date, he touched my hand and said, Monica, I'm really enjoying getting to know you, and I would like it very much if you would come and have dinner with my family tomorrow. Whoa, this was great! I mean, this project would be way easier now I had an open invite to scope out his family. <laughs> but, no. What is this feeling? I had butterflies in my stomach, and my palms were sweaty. It must just be the thrill of meeting Dennis's family. Right? But why couldn't I stop thinking about his cute laugh and his dreamy eyes? Oh no, I think I might have actual feelings for him. From then on, I found myself wanting to scream and throw stuff at Cindy and Grace every time I heard them bragging about how close they were getting to Dennis. I'm crazy, aren't I? Now what? Am I the predator or the prey? <sighs> OMG, I'm so nervous, I literally can't stop shaking. Whoa, they looked so wealthy and classy. His parents were both really sweet and I soon felt a lot more relaxed. We had dinner, and the conversation flowed easily. There was just one thing that kept bothering me. His dad's name is Nick? Surely this was a coincidence, right? I mean, Nick's a popular name. Something didn't sit right with me, so I knew I needed to say something to Mom. I anxiously walked back and forth until I heard her car pull up outside. Mom, is... is Dennis's father... that man? She looked stunned, then slowly sat down, sighed, and told me everything. Just like I thought, she picked Dennis to be the 100th target, or more like a bait, just to take revenge on Nick. Furthermore, she wanted us to use Dennis to make Nick go bankrupt. But what did Dennis do? If you have a problem with Nick, then talk to him. Why drag his innocent son into it? Mom and I were having a heated argument when Cindy and Grace approached. What's wrong with you? Stop being so smitten. Mom just wants to use us as tools for personal revenge, and she doesn't love us at all. Don't be so insolent. I see that you're letting your emotions screw up your decision. Nick treated our mom badly, so his son deserves to pay the price for this. You know how much pain he caused, Mom? Don't you want to fight for her? Wow, you totally suck and are an awful person. I couldn't stay here and listen to any more of this, so I rushed out of there and went and stayed with my friend. I have no idea what I'm meant to do now. One thing's for sure, I can't go through with Mom's revenge plan anymore.
Maybe I should go find Nick and ask him to sit down with Mum and talk things through. Unfortunately, I underestimated my sisters, as I was scrolling through my phone when I saw a post from Cindy exposing Dennis as a womanizing jerk who dated three girls at the same time. As proof, she'd inserted pictures of Dennis with each of us. Trust her to do something so childish. It gets worse, as Grace linked up with a hacker to splatter the company's website with things like, Mr. Nick Groff, the president of Groff Corporation, is a liar, traitor, and homophobe. This media crisis has caused the whole company to suffer. And now Dennis was avoiding my calls. I was hovering my finger over the call button when at that precise moment, Grace texted me. Hey sis, you better not miss the sacred moment we tick off number 100 in the playbook. The mission is over anyway. Let's just go home and make up. Mom's waiting. No way was I going to let them do this. So I immediately called Dennis and left an urgent voicemail, telling him that he needed to get his father and go around to my house ASAP. As I led them inside, Mr. Groff and Mum's eyes all widened when seeing each other. Nick stood there frozen, while Mum just asked him to leave immediately. But eventually, I managed to convince them to all sit down and sort this mess out. Jean, I worked out straight away that you were Jack. I was shocked at first, but then I realized it didn't matter, as I truly loved you. So I just wanted to wait until you were ready to tell me. You knew it? Impossible! We used to be very close friends. It's really not difficult for me to recognize Jack's habits. Besides, your face still retains some of the old features. Whatever. But I saw you with that snake, Maureen. And you even had the cheek to break up with me through one cynical text. Do you know how much pain I had to suffer to pursue you? Nick looked genuinely confused. Then things slowly revealed themselves. So... Maureen was the one who sent that cruel message on that day. When she found out about my mom and Nick, she investigated and discovered that mom was actually Jack. That day at the coffee house, she begged Nick to take her back, but he refused. So she made up some excuse to borrow Nick's phone and sent that message to break them apart. My mom sat there in shocked silence. I guess she was processing the fact that she took revenge on the wrong person. And now she'd caused problems for two innocent people. I'm so sorry. I let my emotions overrule me and make me bitter. I promise I will put this right. I am Jean Wilkins, a transgender woman and Nick Groff's ex. I thought he betrayed me, and this made me turn into an angry version of myself, who became blinded by my desire for revenge. Only, I was wrong. You see, it's impossible that Nick has any ill will toward the LGBT community. Because he loved me. As for his son, Dennis, he's a good man who got caught up in the crossfire. He's never cheated on anyone, so please don't judge him for something he hasn't done. As I watched the video, I felt immensely proud of my brave mom. She'd made a lot of mistakes, but she'd publicly owned up to them which took a lot of courage. Thankfully, the video worked. Nick's company has recovered, and Dennis's name was cleared. So, what happens next? Well, me and my sisters apologized to Dennis and Nick. Luckily, they are both very kind and understanding guys. Mom doesn't hold grudges against men anymore, and she's even started dating this lovely man named Jacob. 
Cindy met this sweet girl called Beverly, who, thinking about it, is pretty much her opposite, but they're actually kind of cute together. Grace is still single and focusing on her career. And me? I will never touch this ever again, because I'm sticking with this prey forever. Ew, there's a fly in my drink. That's so gross. I'm not paying for this. The kid shoved the cup of lemonade in my hand, then ran away. I just saw you drop it in, and it's not even a real fly. Hey, stop! I shouted after him, but it was too late. He'd gone, and now so had the rest of my customers. Dang it, that was the third time this week, and I knew exactly who was behind this. Michael! I glared over the fence, then charged towards his lemonade stand. Seeing his fake grin, I got even more furious that I poured the cup of lemonade over his sneakers, snatched a dollar bill out of his hand, and then walked off. You see, I'm Amy, and I'm the kind of girl who knows what she wants and gets what she wants. And what I want is for Mike to admit defeat and stop messing with my business. Ugh! I've been on this mission for the past 10 years. I kid you not, it's a literal war between us. It's not fun and games at all, especially now that we have our parents involved in this. You see, my parents and his parents are best friends. In fact, they're so close that I'm pretty sure back in the day, our moms planned their pregnancies together. So me and Mike were born only a week apart. And of course, I was born before him. So there's that. I've won right from the first round. In your face, Mikey. But even worse than the joint birthday parties, shared vacations, and being classmates with him for over a dozen years, I have to live next door to him too. Yep, our parents deliberately moved in next door as they thought raising us together would be fun. They dreamed of us being the best of friends like them. Ugh, no chance. Instead, our disliking for each other began at an early age. Whenever Mike came over, he would throw my Barbie dolls across the room, cut the hair off of them, or wrap my dollhouse in toilet paper. So I retaliated by turning his room into a Lego minefield. Ha! And then I drew flowers on his stupid face while he was napping. Our parents put this down to the cute little things kids did, but nothing about this was cute. This meant war. Our feud heated up once we started to go to school. Everything was a contest between us, from grades, school activities, and even just for the window seat on the school bus. Once, before the summer holiday started, our teachers suggested that over the break, we could have fun helping out our parents with some useful activities, like making homemade goods and selling them in our front yard. Upon hearing that, I caught Mike's challenging look and knew that this meant one thing. Okay then, game on. On the first day, I got up early to set up my lemonade stand out in my front yard. But then I looked to my left, and guess what I saw in dear Mikey's yard? Yep, a lemonade stand. Ooh, why did he have to be such a copycat? We both seemed to attract lots of customers, but I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like he was selling more than me. So over the summer, I used my profits to upgrade my lemonade stand little by little, 
with eye-catching decorations, promotions, and I even added lemon snow cones to my menu. Finally, my queue seemed notably longer than Mike's. The snow cones were doing the trick. But then, a loud speaker sounded out from next door. Come and try my new iced tea! Handmade using my secret recipe! Try it today at an introductory half-price offer! To my utter dismay, most of the people in my queue left and went over to Mike's stand. Oof, the sneak! Then worse, he started blasting out catchy tunes to catch people's attention. That summer ended, but it had kick-started the entrepreneur dreams in our little hearts. So throughout the next summer breaks, we continued to grow our businesses. I expanded my stand to sell a selection of drinks, snacks, and fast foods, with delivery service too. Once, with my friend's help, we even included a car washing service. Another time, we opened a little creche in our garden so busy parents could drop their kids off for a couple of hours and also grab a drink to go while they were there. Sounds good, right? But you know what? Whatever I sold, whatever I did, a couple of days later, Mike went and did the exact same thing. And then he had the cheek to accuse me of copying his ideas. Ugh, he was so annoying. Anyway, now at 17, what started out as a fun hobby expanded so much that I opened a mini diner in my garage. At first, it just made sense, as it meant I had customers regardless of the weather. Plus, there were also a few tables outside, and not to brag, but the seats were rarely empty. But then, of course, you guessed it. Mike went and turned his garage into a mini diner, too. Oof! Our diners became well-known hotspots in our neighborhood, and they proved so popular that our parents continued to run them all year round. I was mad that whatever... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I did. Mike went and did it too. Then, to bug me further, he sent his friends around on a Saturday, and they just sat there taking up all of the seats, while only ordering Cokes. So, I sent my friend Cynthia around to his diner, and she pretended to have food poisoning after eating their food. Then she proceeded to fake gag and ran to the restroom back and forth until the customers all freaked out and left. But then he started to spread negative feedback about our place on the internet. And I did the same in return. Ugh, there's no ending to this fight ever! But I will never back down. I knew Mike had a huge crush on this Stacy girl in his science class. And one time after school, I saw him leading her into his house. 
probably to bore her senseless bragging about his lousy business again. So I quickly put on makeup and changed into a cute dress. It's showtime, baby. I went over to Mike's house right on time to see him serve Stacy some of his restaurant's signature dishes. I put on an act and jumped on him. You're cheating on me with this girl? She has nothing on me! How could you? I continued to make a scene, pulling on Mike's hair and screaming, until Stacy looked super awkward and made an excuse to leave. Result! But uh-oh, Mike didn't seem to see the funny side of this. I'd actually never seen him look this mad before. His ears went bright red, then he shouted at me. Amy, competition or not, have I ever interfered in your private life? You've crossed the line this time. He knocked over the drink he'd made for Stacy, then sneered as he walked away. Seeing as you let yourself in, you can let yourself out. So, seemed like I'd won this round, but why didn't it feel good at all? And more like, embarrassing? After that, Mike wouldn't even look me in the eye. Whatever. I mean, he would soon mellow down and mess with my business again anyway. Right? Then one day after school, I arrived home to find my parents sitting with some strange, professional-looking man. They called me over to join them, then the man told me how he wanted to open a well-known fast-food franchise in the neighborhood. Upon seeing me looking not really interested in what he was saying, he snidely remarked, Come on, you get what I mean. It'd be ridiculous to have three fast-food restaurants all in the same place, right? And let's face it, yours is just some fun little kitty's hobby, which will never go anywhere. Take this. He held out an envelope. And go focus on your grades. Just leave business to the adults. Furious, I snatched the envelope off of him. Yep, it was full of dollar bills. How dare he try and bribe me? What a jerk! So I threw it back at him, then stormed off. Think about it, Amy, the man shouted after me. Don't go making a decision you'll come to regret. The next day, when I arrived home from school, the man was sitting in my diner eating my awesome pancakes. Ugh, why couldn't he get the hint? I stormed over and told him to leave. He grinned at me, then said, Hmm, these are good. You know, I think there's room for both of our businesses. All you have to do is take some items off your menu. He gestured to the pancakes. And spread some rumors about Mike's diner's hygiene not being up to scratch to close it down, and I'll let you keep your diner. Seeing my confused look, he added another push. I'm only telling you this because I know you're a smart girl. Smarter than that boy. So, choose wisely. Well, that's true. I am smarter than Mike, but this was crazy. I spent all evening considering it. I mean, there's no way I could compete against a big-name franchise, but this way, I stood some sort of a chance, right? But as annoying as Mike was, could I really do this to him? At 2 a.m., I sat up in bed, still so torn about this all. I rushed next door and threw a stone at Mike's window. The light in his room turned on right away. Obviously, he was having a sleepless night, too. He looked out and saw me, then he joined me on the porch, and we sat there in silence for a good while. Then he spoke up. Ames, your pancake tower is amazing. Really? 
Sighing, I replied, Honestly, I drool just thinking about your double-deck burger. But if we don't take those dishes off our menus, I think that man will find a way to close us down. He shook his head. Well, the Ames I know wouldn't quit that easily, right? I let out another long sigh. Yeah, but this is different. They're a big-name franchise. Our small little dining wouldn't be able to hold up for long. Sooner or later... Then we fell back into this despairing silence. I say we can do it! We can do it together! Mike suddenly stood up and pointed at our houses. We have plenty of space to open up one big diner! Ha! <laughs> what do you say? Me and him working together? Would that ever work? But, well, nothing's impossible for big girl Amy. I grinned at him. Bring it on. Let's fight till our last breath. So the very next day, we joined forces and started preparing for the opening of the joint diner. Naturally, our parents were, of course, thrilled with the idea. They happily broke down the fences and even built a joint corridor to connect our houses together. We're now officially registered as one business and have all of our food, safety, and hygiene certificates. You know, the boring but official stuff. As for the franchise man, it turns out people in town are loyal to us. So when the story of his dirty tricks spread out, everyone said they'd boycott his restaurant if he ever opened it. So we never heard from him again. Huh, <laughs> that's karma for you. And what happened next? Well, Mike and I are still running our business together, and it's going pretty well so far. It's a real family affair, with everyone helping out. Actually, it turns out running our own business together is far more fun than competing against each other. Maybe Mike isn't as bad as I always made him out to be. And sometimes, I still claim myself to be his girlfriend when I catch a girl lurking around him. I guess he should learn to get used to having only one girl in his life. And thinking about it, I suppose that's always been me. It's me again. Ashley. And yep, you guessed it. I was still stuck in this apartment with these annoying kids. That was definitely the weirdest detention ever. None of us had any idea how long we'd be stuck here. Oh well, at least we weren't starving. As every three days, a giant bag full of groceries would appear inside the doorway, since we couldn't get out of there. Things had become a little less awkward since the day we'd sat down and opened up to each other. Although, Ned had switched from being a jerk towards Jessica to following her around the place like a lovesick puppy. Take this morning. For instance, he held a slice of toast out to her, which he'd cut into the shape of a heart. She rolled her eyes as she pushed the plate away. Poof! Get real, nerd! I don't like you! He took a bite of the toast, then in between chewing said, You'll soon change your mind. I'm Sin2x and you're Coast2x. So together, we're one. I had to admit, watching Ned try and fail to win Jessica's heart was amusing. But unfortunately, I had my own guy-shaped issue to deal with. Philip. He wasn't winding me up anymore. Instead, he was being nice to me. He even lent me his hoodie after I spilled jam on mine. Um, this nice version of him would take some getting used to. <sighs> Now we just needed Gwen and Stan to become a couple, and things would be even more interesting. <laughs> but they barely look at each other. 
Lucky them, as Philip was really starting to bug me. Can you believe that he actually sprayed my favorite t-shirt with his aftershave? It stank and made me sneeze. Achoo! So I stormed into the living room where he was telling some lame joke to Ned, chucked my t-shirt at him, then yelled, Stop being weird! It's too much! He just gave me this soppy grin and replied, It's so I'm always on your mind. Ugh, I wasn't in the mood for this so I returned to my room and sulked there for the rest of the day. Ugh, this apartment was too crazy. I just wanted to go home. My stomach started to rumble, so I reluctantly left the room to grab a snack. What? Jessica was spoon-feeding Philip cereal. Ned was sulking in the corner of the room, and Gwen was mimicking Jessica's actions with Stan, who now had mushed-up cereal all over his face. Jeez. Philip thought he was so handsome that he could get any girl he wanted. Well, he sure moved on fast. Fine, I'd show him. I squeezed in between Gwen and Stan and touched his hair. Your hair, Stan. I've never known it is so glossy. I put my hand on my chin and looked at him with adoring eyes. And in my cutest voice, I asked him, Would you like me to make you some French toast? Stan gave me this petrified look and tried squirming away from me. Then Philip and Jessica walked over, and he frowned at me. Come on, Ash. You and the emo? Really? Gwen snorted. Oh yeah, it's better than a pretty doll and a jock. Oh wait, actually, you two are perfect for each other. Stan quietly laughed to himself, then muttered out, Right, dumb people should be together. Suddenly... Jessica burst into tears. What? Why was she crying? Everyone fell silent and looked at her. Come on, Jess, he was only kidding. I awkwardly patted her back. Then she blurted out, I... I've always had a thing for Stan, okay? Huh? Well, none of us were expecting that. Poor Stan looked like he was gonna faint with shock. Jessica must have been burying these feelings deep down for so long. She was the most popular girl with a reputation to live up to, after all. Through sobs, Jessica looked at Stan and continued. I knew us being here together was my chance to see if you like me. So, I agreed to Philip's deal to see if you're jealous. Tears streamed down her face. But you just think I'm some dumb pretty doll! She mumbled out an apology to Ned for being insensitive to him, then turned to Stan, sobbed. I'm not a porcelain doll! I have feelings! And left. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. I guess I feel kind of bad for her. And also guilty. But hold up. Philip's deal? Oh, so he pulled that out to make me jealous too? That night, we had another meeting. Yawn. This one was as dull as it sounds. Well, until we started discussing the meaning behind this detention. Hey, since when did detentions go on for this long? It's been two weeks already. Ned looked concerned. We all agreed. We'd learned how to live in some sort of harmony together, but still, we need to go outside. Also, my family would be worrying, right? There's two, I hope. Then the next morning, Philip was trying to de-jam the air vent in the kitchen when he waved us all over. 
he pointed up at something small with a tiny red light on it. Ned and he took it down. It was a camera. It could be a security camera, Jessica said. My house also has a few inside, in case of intruders or something. Gwen sneered. Duh, your house is a freaking mansion. Here, there's no need for a security cam. We decided to spread out and look for more cameras. In total, we found five, all hidden around the place, including in a plant pot and fixed to a picture frame. It was freaky to think there could be more scattered around the place. Ooh. We gathered in the living room to discuss what to do about this, when suddenly the front door opened and in walked the principal and some other man I'd never seen before. Huh? Who was he? Did this mean we could finally go home? The other man started talking. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin, and you are the participants in my exciting reality show. Your principal here put you all forward for this, as I wanted kids with six varying personalities. Gwen stood up and shouted, What? Is this for real? I added, There's no way my parents would have agreed to this. They did, the principal grinned. They signed the documents. They all think you are at training camp. Kevin added, Keep up the good work, guys. The viewers are loving all this drama and attitude. Jessica screamed out, You can't do this! It isn't right! We'll keep you here for some more time to see how this project goes. Don't worry, you'll all get scholarships after this. That is, as long as you cooperate. We watched as they took away the cameras we'd found. And, yep, you guessed it, they locked the door behind them. Then we gathered in the spot in the kitchen, which didn't have any cameras in it, and whispered about what we should do next. Ned suggested, I've done my calculations, and if we join all our clothes together, we can climb down from the window. We were about four floors up, so guess this was possible. Under Ned's instruction, we all wet our clothes, before we joined them, as apparently this would make them less likely to tear. I'll go, Philip added. I mean, I'm way stronger than the rest of you, and I'm the fastest so I'll reach the cop station in record time, report those jerks, then send help. So the plan was set, and we all clung onto the end of the clothes rope as Phil climbed down it. It was kinda impressive watching him abseil down the building, and he was like a real-life Spider-Man. When he reached the bottom, we hid the clothes rope in the wardrobe and slid a piece of paper under the apartment door so Philip could find our room again. Now it was a waiting game, we all tried to carry on as normal, as we were aware of the hidden cameras. Suddenly, the door barged open, and in walked the principal, Kevin, and four massive dudes. Oh no! Jessica frightenedly whispered. Those men instantly started collecting our stuff. When one of them picked up Gwen's hat, she charged at him. Get off of my stuff, creep! The man grabbed her around the waist with one arm, and pulled her across the room. She thrashed, kicked, and screamed. She might have been big, but she's still a teenage girl, so she was no match for him. Jessica, Ned, and I all clustered together, not knowing what to do. Only Stan seemed to keep his quiet and calm. With a grin on his face, Kevin shouted, Well, that wasn't very clever now, was it? 
so we're moving you somewhere new before you're discovered. Right at that moment, Philip ran into her room, followed by some cops. There they are! It's them! They locked us up in here! The principal straightened his tie, then in a polite tone said, Oh, please, this is a misunderstanding. I'm the principal of Xavier Springs High School, and these are the particularly delinquent students who are all in detention. We're administering a special education program for them. And here's their teacher. He pointed over to Kevin. Liar! I shouted. They just made up excuses to punish us and trap us in here. There's hidden cameras and we're on some reality TV show. Ignore her. She has, um, mental issues. She'll do anything to get out of detention. Then he pointed at Gwen. Look, officer, how could we not have special treatment for an aggressive girl like that? Don't you think? We all shouted and tried to explain, but our words jumbled together. The only one who remained silent was, no surprise, Stan. The cops searched around, but found nothing. They thought we were only unruly teens trying to bail on detention. They were about to leave when Stan calmly walked over to them, pulled out one of the cameras we'd found the other day from his pocket, and passed it to them. Then, Stan, still without any words, pulled out a vintage recorder, pressed the button, and we all heard the whole conversation about TV shows and the principal's threats. Whoa! Nice work, Stan! The cops instantly arrested them, and we were taken back to our families, who all sobbed with joy on our return. So, what came next? Well, my high school got a new principal, and this one hasn't given me detention. Yet. (laughs) The former principal and Kevin and his whole crew are in serious trouble with the cops. Looks like they might end up in jail. As for the six of us, well, we formed an unbreakable friendship. Philip got a sports scholarship, and I'm super proud of him. He also told his dad how he was feeling, and they sorted things out. Ned finally stood up for himself to his parents, and now they're trying to be more understanding. He also has a girlfriend, and just won first prize of the state in physics. The nerd. (laughs) Jessica and Stan are an official couple, and they don't care what other people think of them. They're actually super cute together. But shush! Don't tell them I said that. Gwen decided to leave this town and go study at an all-girls boarding school. She just started dating a girl there named Claire. She sounds really happy. We're all glad to hear. So, I guess Miss Tough Cookie has a soft side after all. And me... Well, I went from a lonely and awkward girl to having five unlikely best friends and a wonderful boyfriend. Yep, I'm now with Philip. Guess being in detention wasn't so bad after all. Cheers! Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.